at the book of Mark chapter 2, it talks about a story of a man who was a paralytic. It's like he was, he was paralyzed. He was crippled. And he could not move. He could not walk. He pretty much couldn't do anything. He was actually lying on, on a bed because he was completely paralyzed in his body. Nothing, nothing was happening to him that make, was making him move. But I'm going to share in your story what the violent fate did to cause this man to take that man to where Jesus was at because of the violent fate. Amen? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to read... Uh, Matthew. Uh, no, Matthew chapter... What was it? 11, 12. My wife is going to read a scripture with you. Let's, let's talk about uh, the violent fate. Yeah, right there. 11, okay. 12. Matthew eleven twelve, And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been falsely advancing and violent people are attacking it. And then in another version it says, from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violent, but the violent take it by force or the violent men take it by force. What am I trying to tell you? The things that, that, that you need to take wherever you're at. If, you need, if you're in Maui, you're in Fairmont, West Virginia, you're in Tahiti, you're in California, you're in New York, you're in Pennsylvania, anywhere in the road that you are at, you need to violently take things. Meaning not, not to go and steal it, but you need to violently take it by your violent fate. So let me share in a story on what happened. And then I'm going to give you three points. On, on what happened to the man that was, that was in, the, in Mark chapter 2. And how they operated and how they seen the, the breakthrough take place. So in verse 1 of Mark chapter 2. When he, had, when he had come back to Capernaum. This is talking about Jesus coming back to Capernaum. Several days afterwards. It was heard that he was at home. So, the, so this man that was taking this paralyzed man to Jesus heard. That, they was, that Jesus Christ was at home. Jesus Christ was at the house. So point number one was they heard. Yeah. Now turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, 14. Romans 10, 14 and 17. If you take in notes, point number one, they heard. Romans 10, 14 and verse 17. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? 17. Yeah, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. See, you notice that in verse 1 already, Mark chapter 2. It was heard that Jesus was at home. It was heard that Jesus was in town. And because they heard... Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These, these men, there was four men in the story. These four men heard that Jesus was in town. So what happened? Their faith got charged up. Their faith became violent. They said, oh, I don't care if this man is paralyzed. I don't care what happened to him. I don't care what the doctors he said. I don't care what even his family and his friends he said. That, you know, he's paralyzed. He cannot be healed. But these four men, they heard that Jesus Christ was at her home. Then heard that Jesus Christ was in town. So here's what happens next. In verse 2. And many were gathered together. So that there was no longer room. Not even near the door. 
He was speaking the word to them. Be, wait, he was speaking the word to them. Verse 3 of Mark chapter 2. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. So check this out. We're talking about violent faith today. Even in this time of COVID-19, if people are telling you, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you're operating by the government, you're operating by the news, you're operating by what the community people say, I'm telling you, because of your violent faith, you will stay strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, and you will operate exactly how God wants you to operate. And I'm sharing this story, and I'm sharing on violent faith, because I'm telling you, if you choose to walk in violent faith, and if you choose to walk in no faith at all, that will determine where you go in life. Your violent faith will carry you farther than any news broadcast will carry you, than any uh, Facebook media will carry you, Instagram media will carry you. It'll carry you as far as your violent faith is, is making. It's like you're making a choice to charge that violent faith. The greater you charge your faith, the further you can go in doing the things of God. The less you choose to charge your faith, the less you will go. The more you will, you will shrink back, the more you will hold back, the more you will operate. Oh, let me wait to see what the news is saying next, then I will go by that. No, you ultimately go by your violent faith in the word of God. Amen? Amen. So let's go back down in, a, in, a, in a, um, the middle of uh, verse 4. Being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had dug an opening... They let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. So point one was they heard. The four men, they already heard. And now they're they already on their way in the story. They're on their way to taking their man to the house where Jesus was at. And because of the crowd was so packed in that house, they couldn't get into the front doors of the house or any door of the house. They had to go on top of the roof and rip open the roof. We're talking about violent faith today. I don't, think, I don't think I ever heard a story so far from this time until now about violent faith. That they, the man was so violent or the women were so violent that they went on top of a house and they ripped open the roof to let somebody down into the roof because Jesus was inside of the house. So point number one was they heard Romans 10, 14 and verse 17. Now we're going on to the second point. They went and teared. The man went and teared the roof open. Because there was no room for them to get in. Now turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke 10 19 point number 2. They went and teared. Meaning they went and ripped open the roof. 10 19. Look I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. See that's the reason why these men would go and tear the roof open because of their violent faith and they was operating by what they heard which 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 the very thing that they heard was that Jesus Christ was in the house and their faith came by hearing and hearing by the word of God and Jesus Christ was that word that came and dwelt among us like the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God verse 14 the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Meaning Jesus Christ, who was the word, became a man and, and came and walked among the people. And came and walked on the earth. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
So basically, they went in there, Luke 10, 19. He has given us power and authority to tread upon the serpent and the scorpion and have all the power over the devil. Meaning, these men knew they had the authority, that nothing was going to stop them, that no matter what, they had to get this man, this paralyzed man in front of Jesus because they knew that if they got him in front of Jesus, that he will be healed. Yeah. He will be cleansed from that paralyzation in his body. Yeah. He will be made new. Everything that has been done to his body because of him being paralyzed, it would be gone. That's all they knew. They didn't know. They didn't care what they had to go through because you know why? Like I said, they had violent fate. Yeah. Their fate was violent and they knew that nothing was going to stop them. Amen. Amen? Amen. Also, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 1. Point number one was they heard. Point number two, they went and teared. Now we're reading uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. This is, this is things that when you, when you operate by the word of God, you can operate exactly like how it says it in the Bible. Because the word of God today, Hebrews 4.12, it's alive. It's sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing onto the sunbeam of soul and spirit, even onto the bone and the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So there's power in the word. This, this word of God right here is alive. It's the only book in the world that is actually alive. Any other book that you read is just a story. It's just a poem. But when you get into the word of God, you actually can walk in the very story that is actually in the word of God. Yeah. And you can all you got to do is read it. And believe it. Read it, believe it, and walk in it. I'm telling you, you'll see the manifestations of God go to another level in your life. Matthew 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. You notice, he gave his disciples Power and authority over every unclean spirit. And to what? And to heal every kind of disease and illness. See, he gave them the power of it, over it and to heal it also. Every kind of illness and disease. Read verse 2. Here are the names. Oh, it's okay. The names of the 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he gave them that power. So these men, they knew all they had to do was get the paralyzed man in front of Jesus. Now let's jump down to the third point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from um, verse 5 in Mark chapter 2. And Jesus seen their faith. What did Jesus see? Yes. Their faith. This is their faith that, that, they, that Jesus seen. So faith can be seen. Unbelief can be seen. Doubt can be seen. Because of how you choose to operate in your life. Especially today. Many people. They are saying. Hey you cannot do this unless you have your mask on. You cannot do this unless you have your helmet on. All types of crazy stuff. But you need to do everything that you choose to do in your life. And you need to run it by the word of God. And not run it by the government. I'm not saying you be disobedient to the government. And, and you know. Come uh, bash, bash them and back talk them and all type of stuff. I'm just saying, when you have violent faith, everything, your source comes from the word. Your, your movement comes from the word. The things you talk about comes from the word. The things you think comes from the word. The things you do comes from the ways of God. It does not come by what man is telling you. And it, it, the word of God does not say in all the Bible that... 
The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force if COVID-19 is not involved. No, he doesn't say that. The, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent take it by force. Meaning when you have a violent faith, nothing by any means shall be able to stop you. Yeah. Because if God is for you, there is nobody that can be against you. Amen. The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But you need to believe that. You need to know that. You need to know that the word of God says that about you. If you don't know, it's like, it's like uh, my friend was, was preaching last night and he says, you know, you can, you can have this in your hand, but if you don't know what is written in it, you don't know how to access it, then you cannot walk in it. The Bible can be sitting on your shelf at home and collecting dust. If you don't read it, because the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So more you read the word of God, the more you hear the word of God, the more violent your faith becomes. And you're able to destroy every work of the enemy. Like the Bible says in um, Acts 10, 35, of how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. How, did, how was he able to do that? He had a violent faith because he knew who he was in God. He said, I don't, I don't do what I want to do. I don't say what I want to say. I don't go where I want to go. My meat is to do the will of my father who sent me. I only do what he tells me to do. I only go where he tells me to go. I don't only say what he tells me to say. He even, he even said that Jesus Christ was talking these very words that I'm saying to the Lord himself. He said, Father, not my will. But your will be done. What is God's will for you? What is God's will for us? Right here. What he says in his word. And he's talking about walking in the faith violently. Because they say the kingdom of heaven suffer in violence. But the violent take it by force. How do you violently take it by force? By your faith. Yeah. You cannot go into somebody's place and steal the very thing. Yeah. It has to be done by your faith. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's continue on in verse 5 of Mark chapter 2. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? This is what the people were saying about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Love you, Mama. It's great to have you on. Two mamas, Mama Christine and Mama Judy. <laughs> so basically, this man was saying, who do you think you are, Jesus? There was reasoning in themselves. But this is what he says. Verse 7, I mean, verse 8. Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves. And then Jesus said, why are you reasoning about these things in your heart? And then he said in verse 9, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. Verse 10, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. Verse 12, and he got up and immediately picked up the pallet, and went out into the sight of everyone. You notice, key word. When God tells you to move, when Jesus speaks to you to move, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you to move, 
He says he immediately, he said, get up and immediately picked up the pallet and he went and he walked. See, that's the, that's the, this last point is called receiving the breakthrough, receive the breakthrough. You know, we might have, we might have heard point number one. We might have heard, we might have read the scripture, Romans 10, 14 and 17. You, I heard about Jesus. I heard that he was in a certain area. I heard that somebody was preaching a gospel. He was preaching about Jesus Christ. You even went and you teared open everything that you had to tear open to get to where a person was preaching about Jesus. To where a person was going to give you an opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus and your life was going to be transformed. You did all that. But now the third point came. Receive the breakthrough. You notice that everything went on. The four men, they took the paralytic man to the house. They even ripped the house open because there was no room for them to get in. They lowered the man down right in front where Jesus Christ was. And Jesus Christ said, your son, your sins have been forgiven. But what happened? The people, the people kept, the people started to talk. Who are you to forgive sins? Who are you? Only God only can do that. And Jesus said, I have the power and authority to forgive sins. But then he said, which is easier to say, man, your sins are forgiven or pick up your pallet and walk. Yeah. What Jesus was saying, hey, anyone is easy yeah. because I'm not doing it in my power. I'm doing it in the power of almighty God who sent me. That's what makes it easy is because we are not doing it by our own strength. Like it says in, what does it say in Zechariah 4, 6? It's not by might or by power, but it's by my spirit. Yeah, there you go. Not by power, not by might. But by the spirit of the living God that is in you. That's what made it easy for this man. Because they know. All they had to do was get the paralyzed man in front of Jesus. Yeah. And boom. That was it. That's true. That was it. So this is very important to walk in violent faith. All three of these things. And you can come up with your own according to the word of God. On how to walk in violent faith. But I'm just giving you an, an example of something that we walk in. And we've seen it happen in our life. And many other people's life. That we have, we have, um, you know, we had the opportunity to talk to. We had the opportunity to help in the things of God. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a result of this, that's why we're here, we here still standing strong today. We're here still, still proud to be servants of God. We still, we, we're proud to carry the name of Jesus. We're proud to walk in the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because our faith is violent and nothing, nothing will make us back down. I promise you. Even if somebody comes and holds a gun to my head or a sword to cut off my head, it does not matter. I will not back down because our faith is, our faith is violent towards the things of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you want to read on, uh, or you got anything to add? Read on what? You got anything to add about the violent faith you wanted to add? After. Okay. Read uh, Mark eleven twenty four <clears throat> and 25. Number, number the third point we're showing you how to receive the breakthrough. Mark eleven twenty four into twenty five. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You notice. He said, he's talking about forgiveness in that verse. You notice what Jesus did. If you, if you go deep into the story of Mark chapter 2, the first thing that Jesus told the paralyzed man, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. <clears throat> At that moment, 
I believe the man was already healed. Because yeah. through the forgiveness of sins, it's like when you, when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just you calling upon his name, everything else can be eliminated from your life. It says, that's, that's what happened with me. Mm -hmm. the, in 2010, when I called upon the name of Jesus, <clears throat> everything was gone from my life. Crystal made addiction, sexual addiction, marijuana addiction, alcohol addiction. All those things was gone. Like, I, like if, you, if you heard my testimony a few days, uh, a week ago, I was talking about how that lightning, lightning bolt came from heaven and struck me. That's after I, 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 made that, I made that call upon Jesus Christ that I said, Father, if you are real, I want Crystal Med gone from my life tonight. And boom, that lightning bolt struck me from heaven. And at that moment, I was free. I did not need any more prayer for, for, for uh, you know, anything in specific you want prayer for. Hey, brother, I'm praying for a Christian man addiction. I'm praying for crack cocaine addiction. No. All that things was gone as a result, as a result of that lightning bolt striking me from heaven. Yeah. It was gone at that very moment. I no longer had the addiction. I no longer had the lust for women. I no longer had problems with, with getting crack and sniffing that thing. Amen. No, that thing was gone instantly. Amen. Instantly. So I, I, I'm telling you, at this moment, when he said, son, your sins are forgiven, he was already healed. Yeah. He was still lying there on a bed, but he was already healed. Because that's why he look at the end in verse 12. And he immediately got up. He immediately got up. And all Jesus Christ told him was, grab your pallet, get up and walk. That's all he said. That's all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the, so remember, point number one was they heard. Yeah. These men heard, hey, Jesus is in town. Well, we must take this man because we know if you put this man in front of Jesus, he will be healed. And they went by violent faith. They went and tear the roof open. You tell me in your town where you're from, who do you know that went and tear the roof open to drop on somebody who's sick, somebody who's paralyzed, somebody who's crippled and drop them down in front of the preacher who's preaching about Jesus Christ and the person got healed. I'm not saying it cannot happen. I'm saying this, this, is, a, this is a story of violent faith. Yeah. The faith was violent. And yours... Is too, and it can be even more violent. Amen. Hallelujah! And the third point was they received the breakthrough because they did one, they did two, and then point number three, they received the breakthrough, which was what the breakthrough was them seeing their friend healed. Yes. That's why they took them there. It's nothing, it was nothing to do with them being healed, it was to do with their friend. But it was because of that four men, four men, violent faith is what caused them to took the, take their friend in front of Jesus. Amen. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead. So you, you, um, said, you said you had something on the on the violent faith. Oh yeah, I had um, I had about the uh the the centurion, but as my husband was talking, it took me back to the woman with the issue of blood. <coughs> yeah. On Mark five. Yeah. It says. Um, That's violent too, right there. First Definitely. of all, is like he was saying, Jesus, he only responds to faith. He does not respond to. To your cry or you know that's it's, right it's through faith that jesus yeah. responds he will only yeah through faith that he responds to so it says in uh, mark 5 verse 25 a woman in the crowd had suffered <clears throat> for 12 years and like the points where they heard she heard the news she heard about jesus she went and then she pressed through the, she tears so them that they, they tear the roof off but hers the yeah. way of her for tearing is there was a crowd of people. She yeah. has to press through the crowd yeah. to be able to touch Jesus and to receive her miracle. So <laughs> she heard, <clears throat> it says, 
in verse um from 25 a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding she had suffered a great deal from from many doctors meaning she went to many doctors all kind of doctors yeah so he's like he's saying that doctors made it worse yeah help her and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she had gotten worse in 27 now she had heard about jesus same thing like this man they heard they heard <laughs> so faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of god remember jesus was the word he, yes, so like that's it. how they faith that's how her faith by became hearing. charged up because yes. she heard she heard the word that of jesus god. was in town she heard the word was in town pay attention so, to the story now. she heard about jesus so she came up behind mm. meaning she pressed through the crowd there was a crowd of people she came up behind and she pressed through the crowd and she touched his robe for she thought to herself if i could touch his robe i will be healed mm -hmm. she already made up her mind regardless of whatever the doctor said or anything she <clears throat> by the faith by hearing the word of god she made she did not waver you know she didn't just go back and forth yeah should i do it should not do it should i believe it she made up her mind that if i could just touch the robe of his garment i will be healed yeah and then yep. on verse 29 it says immediately by the immediately the bleeding stopped immediately you know so immediately the you moment notice. the faith the moment you have your faith in jesus and then you press through without wavering and immediately your your like my husband was saying in the bible the 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 th I was about to say the three Hebrew boys. The, it, it, the, that's another violent fate too, right there. They <clears throat> press through. They press. They tear the roof off, and he said, "Your sin are forgiven." And immediately, even though it seemed like he was still on the thing, he <clears throat> had actually the, he had a decision at that moment to say, "Should <clears throat> I actually get up? Should I believe what he's saying, or should I doubt it?" But immediately, the bleeding stopped. She felt in her like. And Something he felt is too. Different. Jesus felt too. Yeah. Jesus felt power coming out that of virtue him. Power. The virtue power of God. Do not miss power. Yeah. So immediately as Jesus, <clears throat> she touched him. She touched the word. She heard the word. She touched Jesus. She received her, her, her bleeding. She received her blessing, her breakthrough. Immediately Jesus felt. Also, it's an instant. She felt something. He felt something. Someone touched me. Who touched me? You could be around of many people. There's a crowd, yeah. but there's always someone that is pressing. Because that's what the crowd said. Yeah. The crowd even told Jesus, Jesus, there's, oh, there's, oh, there's all of us. There's a lot of people pressing against you. He said, no. There's someone who yeah. touched me. There's that touch someone, was the fake touch. Someone who has been pressing <clears throat> in. Someone who actually keep hearing my yeah. voice. Hearing had a my violent faith. She had a violent yeah. faith. It comes to a point where you say enough is enough. I'm yeah. done listening to whatever is around. I'm going to focus on the word of God because the word of yep. God is true and then the faith it says I have an NLT Bible and then it says you're reading it says Jesus healed in response of faith Jesus provides in response of faith Jesus everything that Jesus does yep. is in response of the faith yeah. that you have the Bible even says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 for without faith it's impossible to please God impossible of course we know that everything is possible with God but it's impossible to please him without faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So that the faith that this woman had, the faith that these men had, they both, if you look at both stories, the one with the issue of blood and the paralytic man healed, both have similarities in it. It's literally the exact same thing, just with different people. 
They both operated the same. They both heard. Both of them went. Both of them pressed in. And both of them received the breakthrough the exact same way. In the story, in the woman who issued her blood, it says immediately her blood dried up. In the, in, the, in the story with the four men taking the paralyzed man to be healed, it says immediately he picked up his pallet and went out. Yeah. You notice, and both of them was response, a response to fate. Their fate was violent so they could respond to the very person that was there, which was Jesus Christ. The word became, but the word that was made flesh, they responded to that with a violent fate. And as a result of that, the woman with the issue of blood was healed at that moment instantly. And the man that was paralyzed was healed instantly at that moment. Yeah. It says in um, verse 34, and Jesus said to her, it says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you well. Your faith. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your faith. Is Notice. your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Is your faith that makes you well. You know, there's many other things that we can talk about faith, but we just wanted to focus on, on these, these two stories. You know, the woman with the issue of blood and the paralytic man healed. But there's so many other things that we can talk about that's, that's uh, pertaining to faith. It's basically everything. Everything is, is pertaining to your faith. By your faith, you have been made whole. By your faith, you have been made healed. You have been healed. By your faith, your eyes has opened. By your faith, you walk on the water. By your faith, you cast out devils. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And remember, faith, in the, in the book of uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it, it does not necessarily make things easy. It makes things possible. Who said it was easy for this man to go and tear out the roof? Who said it was easy for a woman to go press through that crowd and touch the hem of Jesus' garment? No, it makes it possible. It makes it possible. For nothing is impossible with God. But at the same time, it's impossible to please Him without faith. So how do you please God? By your faith. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're pleasing God, okay, check on your faith. It's nothing to do with God. God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the creator of the heaven and earth. He still gave us that breath of life. He still gave us the eyes. He still gave us our mind. And he knew us before we were formed in our mama's womb. And he called us and ordained us as prophets unto the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right, Auntie. Faith and size of the mustard seed. That's all you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So family, that's basically it. Violent faith. Violent faith. You know, there's a there's a story that you know I wanted to share with you real quick before we close up this broadcast. And this is talking about violent faith. You can even ask my family members and anybody that was around us at that time. And my faith was charged to a level. I mean, it's charged, it's charged more now, but that at that moment, it was at the highest level at that moment. And here's what happened. So I was at my own house. I, I, I moved out from my, my grandparents' house and I was moving, living in my own house. And it was one night. I was tossing and turning. It was like 1.40, maybe 1.30 a.m. And I was tossing and turning. And this, was, this wasn't the normal uh, tossing and turning. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like I was battling something in my mind. It's not like I was, I was depressed and I was you know, lacking peace. I couldn't sleep. No, this was something that was burning in my spirit. I knew something was off. 
And I knew it was like, and I started to talk to the Lord, like 1.30 at night. And I said, Lord, what's, what's happening? What's going on? And boom, a phone call came in. And all, all the only thing I heard on a phone call was, was yelling, hey, 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 boy, you have to come. Your mom is not responding. Something is wrong with her. Some, something is not right. She's not responding. And I, at that moment, boom, I felt that violent fate kicked on. It's like I went into that. It's like I went into a, um, a, a V12 Lamborghini car and I cranked that engine on and whoom, that thing came on. And I got into my truck and I, and I, and I flew down to my, my, my grandparents' house. And, and sure enough, my mom was, lay, was sitting on the chair, backwards, eyes rolling and everything and not saying one word. And many of you who knows my mom, she's not saying one word. Something is definitely wrong. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong. And, I, and then we came to realize that it was a low blood sugar count, low level of her blood sugar. It was down to 37. And I'm telling you right now, when your blood sugar level is down to 37, you only have seconds to leave. Or not, you're gone. You slip into a, di a diabetic attack and you will die on the spot. So what? Everybody was around me and there was intense about me calling 911. Hey, you need to call 911. You know, your, your mom is not going to make it. She's going to die. Call 911. And this is what I did. I did exactly what Jesus Christ did when he went and raised uh, uh, Lazarus, Lazarus from the dead. When he went and raised Tabitha from the dead. What did he do? He removed all the people that, that did not have belief in the word of God. That did, They might have had belief, but not at that moment. At that moment, all belief in the word, all belief in Jesus, all relief, belief in the power of God left them. So what I did, I said, hey, go outside for now. Give me some time with my mom in the room. And this is now going on to 2 a.m. in the morning already. And this is what I did. I laid my hands on my mom's head. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I speak life in this body. You will live and not die in the mighty name of Jesus. And let me tell you, right at that moment, the violent faith that I had injected into my mom's body, the power of the healing bomb of Gilead came from heaven and went right into her body. And boom, next thing you know, I said, hey, I called, I called my family back and come, 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 come. Test, test, the, you have that machine to test your blood sugar count. Many of you know, like family members who have diabetes. Matter of fact, we curse every diabetes right now in the name of Jesus. But I'm just telling you the story. So they went. I said, hey, come, come. I already, my faith already knew that her number went up. Come and, come and test them. Test the, test the blood sugar count. And boom, that thing Im immediately went from 37 and it jumped right up to 67. And boom, I just kept praying. In the name of Jesus, that this blood sugar rise up to its level and normal operation now in Jesus' mighty name. And let me tell you, in no time, it went from 67 to 90 something. And next thing you know, it was right back to normal. And my mom started talking again. Mm -hmm. My mom started talking again and she started going on. <laughs> she started going on and I said, hey, mom, sometimes it's better than you stay silent. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm telling you, quickly, quickly, as quick as that. How violent is your faith that you can walk right into situations like that and lay your hands? The Bible says you shall lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Anoint the head with oil. Anoint them. Let the power of the Holy Ghost inject into their body. Amen. And boom. No 911 was called. How do you like that? But yet my mom was seconds away from dying. Hmm. I promise you, within 10 to 20 seconds, she would have been gone. Who does that? A person that is full of violent faith. Amen. And I'm telling you, that was a test. 
And that was a testimony to my family. That was a testimony to my mom. That was a testimony to myself. You know why? The same mom that prayed for me to be delivered from crystal meth. Now her son is at the house laying hands upon her. And seeing her, and seeing her body receive life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And you will lay your hands. Amen. Start laying hands. Who cares if they're telling you social distancing? What if that person is dying? What are you going to do? Let them die? When you know you have the power of the Holy Ghost in you that can inject life into them, that you are like that jumper cables that comes to a dead car's battery and you put it on and boom, that car comes alive. That's what you are to people who's lost and dying. You are that jumper cables to them. You are that lifeline to them. At that moment, they don't know what to do. That's why. But you know what to do. And even, even if it costs you arrested, even if it costs you your life, that's what it is. That's the cost of following Jesus. That we lay down our life. It is no longer us that live, but Christ that lives in us. We're already dead. Me and my wife, we're already dead. Because we're, not, we're, not, we're no longer alive. I buried my old self. My old man is gone. Jesus Christ is alive. And I'm here to tell you right now. Today is the day to take your faith to another level. Today is the day to charge your faith. Hey, forget about other things that is, that is um, in the world going on. Open up your Bible. Read it to yourself. Hours upon hours. You, you have time. Pe many people are quarantined in the house. They're locked up. Don't, don't make the majority of your day on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on, on movies. Hey, I'm not saying don't have a family time. Don't have a date with your husband or your wife. I'm just saying don't make that your focus and let the devil lie to you and say, Hey, brother, you're quarantined now. It's a time to kick back. It's a time to just lay off and, you know, see what happens. No, don't see what happens. Get into your word. That way when everything lifts up. You know exactly where to go. You know exactly who to see. You know exactly what to do. And you're not, you're not scrambling like cockroaches when the light comes on. You, you know exactly what to do. I'm telling you, as, as, as part of preparing yourself, like, like my pastor from the river, he said, Hey, take your time right now. Study the Bible. Get into the word of God. Praise and worship. Give, give glory to God more than you ever did before. Don't let, don't let Netflix be the, be, the, be the number one source of, of, your, of your, your daily operation. I'm telling you. And these, these things I'm telling you is not to put anybody down. I'm just giving you stuff that will help you. You can choose to take it and choose not to take it. But I'm just telling you that these is things that's really helping my wife. Because that, 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 I'm telling you, if you, if you deviate from this, if you deviate from the presence of God, if you deviate from your faith towards God, I'm telling you, sooner or later... Something will come and take over. Something else will come and take over. And you know what? Any, any other thing that comes and takes you over, besides the presence of God, besides the word of God, it'll cause your fear to rise up. And when your fear rises up, it's game over. The enemy has you. But I'm here to tell you, today is the last day you ever go down. Amen. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, that he has called you to be the head and never the tail. Always on top and never the bottom. Always in front and never behind. And always remember, it also says in that same chapter, that if the enemy comes against you one way, he has to flee before you seven ways. And I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, every enemy that is trying to come against you, that sucker will be destroyed and he will back off of your life for nothing in Jesus' mighty name.
in the name of Jesus. And their strength. Draw forth your strength from the wells of salvation. Draw forth your strength from the presence of God. In his presence is fullness of joy. And the Bible says in, in um, uh, Nehemiah 8.10. That the joy of, your, of the Lord is your strength. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And in his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. He didn't say in his presence of fullness of depression. He says his fullness of joy. And he didn't tell us at his right hand are cursings forevermore. No. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures forevermore is at his right hand. Whatever you want to base your life on. But I'm telling you. It's the greatest thing to base your life. On the word and the word only. And the presence of God. The kingdom of heaven. Everything to do with God. You base your life off of that. Amen. Amen. Family, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. And tomorrow we will be on again at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, 9.30 a.m. Standard time. Hawaii time. And it's going to be our daily chat with hubby. And you want to pray with them before you close up. And we will give you an opportunity to call upon the name of Jesus. And like and share this broadcast to anybody. Hey, my brother, Pito, it's great to have you, man. Okay, let's pray. If you, uh, This is an opportunity, a time for you to uh, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And also to rededicate your life to the Lord. Or, you know, yeah, just say the prayer with me. With believe in your heart. That Jesus is the Lord and say, is your Lord and Savior and confess with your mouth that he died on the cross for your sin. Just say, Heavenly Father, you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you died for my sin and that you are coming back again for me. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus Christ in my heart. If you have said that prayer, I'm telling you that all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not away from him. Because he loves you and then he has an amazing plans for your life. Amen? Amen.